I feel like I'm at a pessimistic point of like, I'm not gonna waste my time convincing anybody anymore of like, like this is changing, this is developing. Uh, and if you can't adapt and adjust, like I, I, I say I can, but, but I feel like it's, uh, you, you're just gonna get left behind. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, uh, joined by my co-host, and glad to be reconnected uh, with Aaron Magnuson. Aaron, welcome to the it's podcast. Just been, it's been too long. It's been too long. I mean, I think even since you and I have done a podcast together, I know the podcast has been uh, off for a minute, but since you and I have been in the same room, uh, I feel like we just need to catch everybody up. Yes, yes. So we we are not going away. We're not disappearing, but no. we are. It has been a busy season, and yeah. we just needed to pause a little bit uh, in in our worlds. And you made a major life shift that we have talked yes. about here on the podcast. Yes, uh, and a lot of people have asked about. But uh, so we want to update on that. But that has been the reason for the pause. Uh, but we we are back. Uh, we totally. We, are just uh it, and it will probably even be a pause after this before another yes. one comes out because we typically record ahead a little bit and get some yep. and this is uh kind of a real-time update uh that, yes that we are doing before we get back in our new rhythms totally um here in 2022 so aaron if you could just update everybody you moved to texas yeah, uh share for those who maybe didn't don't know why you moved to texas and what yes you're doing in texas well i'm trying to think where, where it left off i do know that it was a little bit unclear in my last update uh and i yeah. just think before we dive into the update just uh first of all thank you to our listeners who reached out uh some of you reached out on instagram some of you reached out on twitter and i just think it's the perfect um use case for why a podcast really matters and we've talked about that on here and we've talked about encouraging church leaders to figure out how to start a podcast because it's never been easier and it's a great extra form of content that uh, really in some ways, even though you're still, you still have the barrier of a mic, it removes like the pulpit. Like, you know, it just feels like you're in the living room uh, as a communicator, especially of uh, actually really any size church. There's always that barrier of, I just feel like I can't talk or meet with everybody. There's not enough hours in the day. And there's something unique about podcast where it just feels like a fireside chat. It just feels like you've had some people over to the living room. And so being able to have a medium to just spend 30 minutes. I, it was just me. Nobody else was on the podcast. Uh, and then to get feedback from our listeners uh, and specifically those of you who reached out, I really appreciate that. And this is just a reminder to anybody listening that you can reach out. Uh, Nils and I love DMs and we love connecting with you uh, in the DMs after you've listened. Uh, we know that um, your silence doesn't mean that you're not listening. We do know that there's people that we meet that have been listening for a long time that we had no idea about. So we appreciate all of our listeners, but you can always reach out in the DMs. Um, but it was just a really great space where I was able to, to communicate with all of our audience about what was going on, even though we didn't have all the details. And some of you reached out and you know were, said you were praying for my family and, and I just really appreciated that. And so uh, just one more plug to start a podcast. If you haven't done that already, it's a great space to be able to work through your thoughts, to be able to create uh, a connection with your audience. And even if you take a break, um, that's okay too. Uh, you can come back to it and as Nils and I are doing right now. So yes, in that gap, I, I think that I had transitioned away from my current job as an online pastor at One and All. And I don't remember if I made it clear uh, what was to come. I don't even think I made mention that I was going to Texas 
in that podcast. But yes, uh, the the landing spot now that all the dust has settled is Dallas, Texas. Uh, specifically, uh, Megan and I will be living in Plano, Texas. Um, but we're a part of a church, Shoreline City Church, uh, Pastors Earl and Onika McClellan. Um, just a great opportunity to continue to do online ministry and actually a, a, a quite a bit more uh, at Shoreline City. They, they were in an interesting season um, where they're where they're really looking to grow in their online area, but also uh, grow in other areas. Uh, and so I was humbled and honored to, to be thought of to, to fill a position that didn't exist in their or organization as of right now. And uh, some of you may work in organizations that are a little bit more fluid than others. Shoreline City is on the fluid side where they're more about getting the right people in there and uh, you wear lots of hats and do lots of different things. And so um, I'm starting really Really focused on their online, uh, but we'll see where it goes from there. But um, just being here, we we landed. Uh, well, I drove, but Megan landed. Uh, we've been in Texas, living here for about two weeks. I just got done with my first week of work, uh, and so now it's you know figuring out all the new rhythms and how we can record more of these podcasts in addition to talking about new ministry, new experiences with new people. So there, I guarantee you, there will be new voices uh, that you all as listeners are going to get exposed to because. Uh, I've made new friends uh, and there's new people doing really cool things um, that, I, that I can't wait to share with you. So, yeah, that's that's where we landed. That's what we've been working on and doing in addition to doing Christmas and Thanksgiving and trying to keep some sense of normalcy for our family. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what's been going on. No. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big move, and and obviously I am selfishly pretty excited. about one and all yes. is a church that I have been close to for many years. Yep. Um, and I know they're they're sad to lose uh, the Magnuson. Totally. Um, I I know Shoreline City is also a church. It's where Katie and I went to church when we lived in Dallas. And yes, uh, Pastor Earl and Pastor Nika are, are friends and people that I love at a church that I've gotten to see. You know, uh, and it's still a very young church. Uh, totally. but, but really We're about to celebrate a 10 year birthday ten years. Uh, in yeah. two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. It is incredible. And, and one of your daughters got baptized died. there. Yeah. My daughter, my youngest daughter, uh, my youngest daughter, my oldest daughter uh, got baptized when she was there. Younger. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so, so cool. Special. Uh, that's, that church is special to us in a lot of ways. And it uh, it's been exciting too to hear Pastor Earl's vision for online, yeah, um, and what that uh, what that looks like into the future, and uh, and really the investment they're making in you and their whole team, and uh, it's just it's it's going to be exciting. So I would say people are always asking me what churches should I watch yeah. um, in the realm of online, and people often think of Life Church and Elevation Church and, sure. and some of these other you know kind of large churches, and Shoreline is a very large church. Uh, but I would say people are just now becoming aware um, yes. of of Shoreline City, and so I think um, if you're looking for a church to watch, Shoreline City is definitely for a, sure. a church to watch that's doing some really interesting and innovative things. Um, I would say that probably one of the most unique things about Shoreline City, uh, from from my seat, that's pretty interesting is the is the leadership talks. You know, so the regular leadership talks that are being put out yes. um, are just gold, and so that's the yep. I think every church leader not just looking in and, and watching, but even being ministered to through those leadership talks, uh, I think you'll find a lot of value. Totally. And it's a really great strategy uh, that, that you and I have seen for a little bit now, but I actually got to experience in person for the first time. And it's really just for their serve team. They're very intentional about making leaders uh, and, and they feel like uh, the way to accomplish their vision of seeing it on earth as it is in heaven is to do that through raising up Christ-like leaders. Uh, and so they created this extra flow of content primarily for their serve teams, but they 
post it on their public Instagram. So really it's free game for anybody. Uh, and every Wednesday at 930 Central Time, uh, we go into the studio, we pray for a, a good number of things, and then it ends with a great bite-sized 10 10 minute at most, it feels like, I guess some are maybe a little bit longer, some are a little bit shorter, leadership talk. Uh, and they have different staff to it. And I think Nils, one of my favorite parts of Shoreland City thus far, that was really impressed upon me from the get-go, uh, just when these conversations started, was uh, just the strong female leadership that yeah. they have. And Pastor Onika is an incredible speaker. Um, I feel like her and Earl, just about every other weekend, are going to different places, different churches, uh, because people want them to, to, to grace their stage. Uh, and likewise, there's many, many, many people um, that come to Shoreline City. Uh, and I, I've been told uh, it's because uh, they they feel so warmly received. Uh, and I can speak firsthand that that, that is true. And that's how I felt. Uh, and they, they treat everybody the same, whether you have uh, five Instagram followers or whether you got uh, six digit Instagram followers or seven digit for that matter. Mm -hmm. um, but what I love about that space, and, and this might challenge some of you as listeners, it's not only it's simultaneously pouring into their serve team, their staff, uh, creating an extra source of content that way. But I think one of the hidden uh, that you might not realize initially and, until you look at it through this lens is it gives people an opportunity to get reps speaking for short periods of time with a mic in front of a camera. And so really it's, it's, it's a leadership pipeline even within the staff and the number of people that get to um, craft a short leadership message involving scripture. Uh, it, it's just so inspiring seeing these um, I almost called them kids. They're, they're quite a bit young. They just have a young staff and I'm yeah. old. I'm old with, uh, you know, two kids and, and it's weird being on this side of life, but it's so great seeing these young, the next generation is really what I'm trying to say. The next generation of leaders get an opportunity to speak life and leadership. Even if they don't have it all figured out, we're going to throw a mic in front of your face. Uh, and, and, and this is, this is your time to get reps. Uh, so I almost think of like the Green Bay Packers, right? They've had three quarterbacks in like five centuries, it feels like. Um, and it's just like they're, they, they could be doing something, but they're here. They're, they're, they're in the backup role and they're getting, you know, challenged so that when they are called upon, they're ready to go in. Um, and so I just thinking about that in the structure. They're simultaneously creating extra content. And so for all of our leaders listening here, um, they're creating extra content that's valuable, but they're also creating a space for people to get reps who might not get reps on stage on a weekend. Yeah, I, I love it. I, uh, you know, I, and I, I would get into social media, but I, but I do want to just say one other thing about Shoreline City is uh, people, you know, uh, the uh, you and I get to, to sit in a lot of different rooms with a lot of yeah. different leaders. Uh, and people will often ask me, you know, uh, about different leaders and, and, sure. you know, uh, what, one of those is, is pastor Earl and pastor Nika, uh, or, you know, I guess two of those yeah. people, uh, and are they really like they are on stage? Are they really that happy? Are they really that genuine? Uh, and, and the answer is a hundred percent. Uh, and then some, uh, yep. And their staff demeanor, their their culture uh, represents that uh, so incredibly yes. well. Aaron, I'm so pumped for you. Likewise. It's going to be a fun journey, and we're going to journey Likewise. on this podcast. You know, sharing. Can your I story can I just brag life. on them because I feel like yeah. it's it's something that you you don't see until you've experienced it. And that was certainly Megan in my case. And it was one of those things where like you tasted it and you're like, oh man, we have to have this at any capacity. Whether we're just we find jobs in Plano and we just attend this church. Um, 
And when you find leaders like that, because it's not just them, there are other leaders like this out there, um, but it's it's rarefied air. I don't know that there are many, uh, but yeah. when you find them, you sell everything to go do that. And so we, we moved here. They you know had dinner on our doorstep the first night, uh, right, which was completely unexpected when we rolled in. And then after our first uh, service this past weekend, that was my kind of first work day, our, our family got to attend all together. Megan and I had attended a service, but it was our first time for our kids. And the next, uh, the next day or two days later, we get these Amazon gift cards in the mail and Pastor Anika and Pastor Earl had written hand, uh, written letters to our kids uh, and, you know, telling them to go buy something. Uh, just thank you so much for letting mom and dad become a part of our church. Uh, and, and so, the, but no one would see that. Uh, and you would hear that story and it's like, oh, that's great. I'm sure they do that for everybody, blah, blah, blah. But until you really taste it. And so you can take it or leave it. Uh, and then the other way I'll brag on them too is I was in a meeting yesterday as I'm going through onboarding, talking to different staff. And they have an amazing staff member that runs all of their next steps. We call it Growth Track at Shoreline City. Uh, her name is Crystal. And she, she, it, the meeting was over and she just, she just wanted to say, uh, one of the things I wished I had learned really that I would have acted on faster is that my skepticism kind of kept me from really leaning into this culture for about a year. I just wasn't buying it. Um, and I wished I would have done that sooner. And so I just passing that off to you. And so, uh, from their staff who've been there like me a few weeks, uh, to the staff who've been there for years and years, um, it's all the same message. So yeah, really great spot. Go support them. Uh, if you ever get a chance to listen to them, uh, I would definitely highly recommend doing so if they come and visit uh, anywhere that you are. So yeah, Nils, happy to be here. So happy that we get to do this though. I've yeah. missed this. I've missed talking about social media. I've seen Brady Shearer just coming out with, and Kenny Jang, like people are just talking about online church like crazy. And it's been driving me nuts that I haven't been able to create the space for us uh, to contribute our thoughts, uh, to everything that's going on. But I just feel like so much has happened in this, even in this little gap with social media. I mean, we're talking NFTs, we're talking, uh, in today's when we happen to be recording, this is when all the platforms, Twitter, Instagram are coming out with like your NFT profiles and you can buy and sell. And all, so, so many things that we can get into Nils, but I'm just kind of curious, like as we start 2022 and as we look down the barrel of this year, uh, just, what can we expect? What what are what are you and I going to be talking about? What are you focused on? Just let's kick off the year. I know it's a few weeks late, but let's kick off 2022 right with with a podcast talking about that. Yeah, I uh, and I did a conference uh, with Dunham and Company their their annual uh, summit. Yes, in uh, at Disneyland, and so I did a, a presentation about Web three and and Aaron. That's you know I think people that follow me on social media uh, see that I'm talking about crypto a lot, of NFTs a lot. Um, and, and it, and it's really interesting as, as we're seeing this, what I believe to be the next big shift in the internet and technology and, and what's yep. being described as web theory, which is kind of the all encompassing blockchain technology, cryptocurrency, NFTs, uh, decentralized internet. Um, and yep. so I, I think it's really interesting and exciting. And I think it's really an opportunity, I, I believe for the church to not just play catch up, but, but to get ahead. Um, yes. and, and I, and I, I was thinking back, uh, to even, uh, it was probably 12 years ago, uh, the, the community Bible church hired me as a social media pastor and wow. it was crazy and it was weird. Um, but, uh, and I remember spending almost a decade telling or encouraging church members of like social media, like embrace yeah. social media. Don't fight web 2.0, web 2.0, Nils, you spent a 
decade convincing yes. people. And now Web3 is here. And honestly, Aaron, I feel like I'm at a pessimistic point of like, I'm not going to waste my time convincing anybody anymore sure. of like, like this is changing. This is developing. Yeah. Uh, and if you can't adapt and adjust, like I, I, I say I can, but, but I feel like it's, uh, you, you're just going to get left behind. And we saw that with yeah. the pandemic, those churches that were ahead mm. of embracing the internet yep. thrived during the pandemic. And those that had rejected it and discouraged it, many of them just died. Um, mm-hmm. And it just expedited what was inevitable anyways, uh, prior to the pandemic. And it's not that every church needs to be on the internet, but it, but I think it is that that these are tools that can help us further accomplish our goals. These are not... Yeah. And these are things that can be used to distract our church members. And these are things that can be used to yes. be addictive and unhealthy. Uh, yes. But but I think we have a responsibility to help people use these things in a healthy way. And I think we have an opportunity to enhance our ministries. So as we look at Web3, you know, I, I, I would say, Aaron, the practical thing that I see that every church um, should be doing now is taking cryptocurrency. Um, and so in Given yes. is the company that that I uh, work with and am a part of as an advisor. And we-, we, that, we that'll, be, some- that'll be in the show notes. That'll be in the show notes, but spell yep. it. Because I it took so, me, you, I was in person listening to someone yep. say it and I was like, what is it? So it's E-N-G-I-V-E-N. And, and one and all was one of the first churches ever to accept yep. cryptocurrency through and Given. Uh, but in 2020, I think they had something like 25 nonprofits accepted cryptocurrency and something like $2 million donated in cryptocurrency. In 2021, they grew to over 800 and over $40 million with the average gift being over $35,000 in crypto. Uh, and, That's and it crazy. Just, it is crazy. The, the average gift, that was yeah. not a misspeak. And no, the average $35, gift. $35,000. Uh, and why is that though? For, so for the people who are still trying to catch up, you know, we've been swimming in this pool for a little bit. What? Why on earth? Are people giving that much in crypto? It's it's, it's similar to a stock gift, uh, and and a lot of the reason why people want to donate in crypto uh, is because when you liquidate your asset, you have to pay the taxes on it. Then you That's can right. only you can't donate as much. So people that have a significant amount of crypto that want to help a nonprofit would rather donate yes. the crypto itself so that the nonprofit can get the full value of the asset rather than liquidating it themselves, having to pay the taxes on the gains, and then. Uh, and then donating what's what's left, and so that's yeah. that's in many ways the primary reason why these large gifts are given uh, in crypto. But but I think it, I think that number is going to decline because I think you're going to see more gifts and they're going to get smaller just naturally uh, as yes. crypto becomes more common. Would, would you say the second reason? It definitely, as it becomes more common, because more the the wealth will be more evenly distributed as more people enter yeah. in. But also one of the things that I think, and this is why it's exciting and why you're recommending this is not a lot of nonprofits accept it. And so if you're trying to get that tax write-off, right. how many options do you really even have to donate your cryptocurrency? Which is right. what you're saying. Churches can actually be ahead of the game in this. Yes. It, and, I, and, I, and I think what... I, what I, it, and this is one of the things that we'll have episodes on this. Yes. Uh, and, and so, but it, but at the end of the day, and given is free, I think it's a yep. 4% transaction fee, which is similar like a credit card fee. Yep. Uh, they automatically, they receipt for you. They they take care of the ta- yep. tax situations for you. Uh, it's it's just one of these like no brainers, go sign up. Totally. But, but here's the thing is they had 800 churches sign up last year. 
there's a line. They have to, there's some just legal things they've got to process through to get your account set up. So don't wait until somebody wants to give you crypto to go sign up, get signed up. Totally. Uh, worst case is you signed up, you spent 15 minutes to sign up and it takes a year till somebody gives totally. or you end up using a different d- platform because you deciding given isn't the right platform. Totally. Uh, but, but the reality is, is just go take cryptocurrency. I think that's the be- yep. one of the beginnings of Web3. The other, Aaron, that I think is really interesting is Facebook has changed their name to Meta. And yes. so we're hearing the trend of the metaverse. Yes. Uh, what uh, I'm curious, Aaron, from your perspective, what do you see with the metaverse? And what do you see in 2022 as, as you look at the metaverse? Yeah, I just think Facebook... Uh, Facebook, Meta, Facebook transitioning to Meta that is just a great representation of what Facebook has always been. Uh, no matter what people think, uh, no matter what the world presents, they are always going to be as a company in a in a position to adapt. Uh, and I think that there's a valuable lesson that we can in, be inspired by and and be ready to ready to learn from. Um, I and I think that there's so much. Um, and so I, when I, you know, when I hear metaverse and when I think about it, I am thinking about web three, I'm thinking about virtual reality. That's probably what I've dabbled in the most, um, with their product, their Oculus. And I think we've even made comments about this, uh, in, in previous, I, let me rephrase that. I know we've made comments about this in previous, uh, episodes, um, possibly even years ago, but it's no coincidence that Facebook then came out with their own version uh, their own product, their own hardware for you to experience virtual reality. Uh, and now here we are, uh, where they're going to start capitalizing on that. And so, um, now whether, you know, the metaverse, you know, I, we're, we've been in a few conversations where we're still bullish on buying a 360 camera and giving your congregants an opportunity for a 360 experience of what's happening at your physical church in the room. Now, our friend DJ Soto and everything that he's doing with virtual reality church, where it's actually church that's happening in the metaverse with avatars, uh, that, that looks really strange. Uh, we need to be prepared for that as well. And there are people who are lost and live a lot of their life in this almost second life virtual world, um, where churches need to exist and where at the very least church community needs to exist. And so I think that in, in Facebook, uh, meta now is actually doing a great job of promoting DJ. I think DJ is coming out with like a masterclass on how to do some of this stuff. And so if you're interested in that, or you own an Oculus, um, and the stats are staggering, uh, for yeah. the people who have an Oculus. And I think I see an Oculus billboard or commercial Oculus 299, uh, <laughs> everywhere. I, I mean, I see it at least once a day. Um, and so this is becoming the norm, uh, where there's going to be these experiences that happen, uh, that are not reality that take online church and, or if you are more comfortable saying the experience of your church online to the next level, actually, before we hopped on this call, I was telling Nils that somebody reached out to us, uh, they want to trans uh, like translate our website into being a 3d website. And so I was looking at what that would look like. Um, yeah. and it's, it's incredible, it, but, but it's all, all all of these things are not to be feared. I think we, this is where we're a broken record, whatever the new thing that comes out is. Um, but let the companies like Meta tell you where to go based on the pro- like they're going to, they're going to set the pace for us. Um, they're going to come out with a new feature. That's probably the first step you should take. You don't have to, you know, run ahead of them, um, but be just one step behind them. Uh, let them lead you, guide you, but, but don't be afraid of testing these things out. Um, because that's when we fall behind. Uh, and that fear of testing things out is generally what allows us to miss out on an opportunity to change lives that don't know Jesus. 
Yeah, that's that's so good. That's so good. I I think there's just so many exciting opportunities around Web three, and I think we'll and that's what we'll do on this podcast is we'll have DJ Soto on. Well, yes. one of the things that I and I'll I'll harp on Meta uh, a little bit too. Yes, uh, because yeah, I, I want to hear I, your thoughts too, Nils. Dive into it. Well, I I think practically there's two sides to this. That that's it. It is complicated. A lot of church leaders don't trust Meta as a company. Um, yes, and and a lot of people. Uh, and Christians and uh, just general population don't yes. trust Meta because of what are they doing with our data? How how are they? They're, we're basically the product that they're selling. Sure, and and that's for a good reason. I, I think that there yep. is a level of, and this is where I get excited about Web three and the decentralization of the internet. That's right. Is I think Meta is trying to get ahead of what's happening. Uh, because as they lose access to data and people begin to control their privacy a little bit better, it will be more complicated to sell our data uh, like they have done. So their business model is going to have to change, I believe. Yes. Um, that said, I also I love uh, so much of what Meta does as a company of adapting and adjusting. And I think to your point, yes. Aaron, of it's hard for churches to pivot and adjust, but Meta is a company of like, half a million employees and they're able to totally change their name and you know adjust and and that has always been facebook and they were not just a a company that was doing okay they were a company that was thriving and they made a mega pivot here uh from a brand perspective totally so i i think there's there's so much to learn there the other thing that i think church leaders need to know about meta and, and we've had nona jones on this yep. podcast she's a she's a close personal friend totally uh, they also just hired our friend of the podcast katie Allred, uh is on there she, oh that's awesome of, i, I think, actually like, didn't know that that's news for me that's awesome yeah, yeah she's she's uh moved to nashville and uh is is a part of their team uh now their faith division which has like 15 employees uh, which That's is awesome. primarily focused on now their interfaith, uh, but they're primarily fo- focused on Christian churches, and yes. uh, and they're really serving churches uh, yes. in a really incredible way. Uh, and, and so the relationships that they're building, that they're establishing, uh, and and they really they see the church as a market. Uh, but but I think that's a benefit uh, to us. Not a they're not trying to necessarily use us, uh, but, but they're trying to resource us. They totally. want us to accomplish our goals and uh, yes. so that they can help accomplish their goals. And I think there is an opportunity for, for mutually beneficial relationships where it's not yes. just meta, you know, kind of, of, of course, taking advantage of Christians. Um, and so yes. I, I am a believer and I don't think that Mark Zuckerberg is the antichrist <laughs> like I have heard uh, in many Q and A's when I'm doing a speaking <laughs> session. Um, but I, but I do think, I do think there is genuine cause for concern when it comes to privacy on the internet. Yes. Uh, and, and really Amazon, Google and Facebook or meta yes. uh, basically own and run uh, the majority of the internet. And I think that's yes. dangerous. Um, and so it is, but, um, but, but web yeah. 3.0 combats that, right? Like that's, 100%. that's what we're talking about. We're like, our data is ours. Uh, yes. and so we should be excited about moving into this. And to your point, they're going to have to adjust or they're, or they're dead. They're, they're the dinosaurs that go extinct where it's like, how would these ever leave the earth? Uh, and then they go extinct, uh, which could yeah. be, which could be a whole, uh, a whole nother debate as well. But regardless, yeah, yeah you, you're totally right. And web 3.0 protects the the privacy and we'll we're here to walk you through that that's why this podcast exists you don't need to do all of the research uh yourself to know uh just just take our word for it we're in a lot of conversations we know the the we're not going to suggest anything on here um 
And if we do, we're going to make it very clear that it's, uh, yeah. you know, that it's something to experiment with, not for everybody. But the majority of the stuff that we're going to do on here is we're, it's ready for all churches of all sizes, whether you're a staff of one or a staff of many, um, coming alongside these big organizations uh, that eventually when Web 3.0 hits, aren't going to be able to abuse the masses like they have. That, that might be an aggressive way to say it, abusing the masses, but um, they certainly have benefited more than everybody else uh, in terms of what they've gained from, from our data. Uh, won't happen in Web3. So let's lean in. Uh, if yeah. anything, we have more reason to lean into Web3 than we did Web2. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a great point, Nils. Yeah, and and Aaron, as we as we look at twenty twenty two, I mean, a, a couple things to to point out is well, one just practically for us as social media church, uh, we will be hosting our second annual uh, social media church conference this year, and so we've yes. done those conversations a little bit. We'll be announcing dates uh, soon, and then after that, we'll we'll start announcing speakers and some other things. But yep, um, you'll want to just keep stay tuned, and we'll we'll make a big announcement here. That on, was so valuable last year for our listeners. We're so excited oh. to do that again. That was like it was valuable to me. I'll, I'll oh. let me just say that. But it was I just I'm so glad we yeah. did that. It was long overdue, uh, and and year two is going to be great. It will be great, and we learned a lot, and I think it's going to yeah. be a whole lot better uh, this sure. year. The, uh, the the other thing I think with that is that social media, while there's a lot with Web3, um, and, and really as you look at even Web1 to Web2, Web3, it's not like Web1 was the information superhighway. Web2 was kind of the social and mobile uh, development. Web3 is going to be the decentralization of the internet and uh, you know a lot of a lot of other pieces to that. But yeah. but I think that it's when when Web2 came along and it became social and mobile, it's not like Google like Google and information went away. It was yes. kind of an addition to. And so as Web3 develops, Web2 and social media uh, and mobile is is going to continue to develop and expand and be a yes. significant part of the internet and our lives. And so, you know, I think we see right now a lot of churches embracing TikTok, uh, which is exciting. So yes. we'll talk, be talking about that a lot. We have some guests uh, coming YouTube. on about that, actually. As well, I can't wait. Uh, it's gonna be great. Uh, and, and TikTok is 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 a really a fascinating. I think people th- assumed it would be a fad uh, that would come and go, and it is definitely not a fad. Um, totally. Instagram is doing some inst- interesting things and always yes. changing. YouTube continues to grow and expand, and and it's a whole yep. Uh, yep. massive thing in and of itself. Uh, and so there's and podcasting continues to to develop and grow, and yes. Um, smart speakers and how that integrates with podcasting and so much of the other content we're creating. I think there's going to be some voice social uh, opportunities and AI yes. technology and translation. And there's so much there. And I think that yeah. is happening and exciting uh, and so many things to talk about. And I wish, um, man, there's so many episodes. I think that we've got I to know. record uh, yes, and, and, we do. and content uh, we need to create. And so we are, uh, yeah, we're 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 going to dive in, and we're committed uh, in twenty twenty two to serve this community well. That's right, and we're going to wrap up here with this. But I, I do have a question, Nils. Do you know something that we've been doing in Web two that we need to stop doing? Like it's time to stop uh, and and shift our focuses uh, elsewhere. And I didn't ask you this question uh, ahead of time, but that's that's what I naturally think of because there are going to be some things that 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 shed away as we move into. Uh, fortunately, a lot of it stays right, uh, so that all the rhythms that we've gotten into and all the best parts of Web two, just in terms of social, uh, the scalability of social, the reach and the and the community digitally that we've seen uh, that got us through the pandemic. Uh, but is there anything where it's just like it's time to stop doing this? Uh, you can, you know, take that off of their plate, and maybe we can 
clear some room to actually do some experimentation as we prepare or just double down on Instagram or whatever. Cause uh, I think the things that you've just said, yeah. Instagram staying, YouTube staying, TikTok is staying. Um, yeah. what, what, what should we stop doing though? It's 2022. Yeah. Let's stop doing this. That's a good question. I'll tell you what I immediately think of. Um, and I'll probably think of something else 10 yes. minutes later. I think this is a dumb, dumb response. But what I immediately think is that in when, when, when basically web one came around and it was the information superhighway, churches functioned as if the devil were the internet and we shouldn't have a website because we're encouraging pornography, which was the primary use of the internet for the first 10 years yeah. of the internet. Right. Um, if we have a church website, and so we didn't do it. And then social media came along and we're like, okay, I guess we should have a website. So when web two came, we embraced web one. Um, and now I think web three is coming and it's kind of like, oh, we need to, we need to embrace web two. We need to embrace social media. And and I think, in, in, but what we did though, too, with web two is even as we started to embrace social media, we treated it like web one as it was a place to market and to promote uh, and, and to post information when it, it was a place social media was built for a place to build community and to, to create interaction. Um, and, and I think we perceived of if we create online community, it's not real community. It's unhealthy. We, we use the term virtual, which I think is often a, a terrible word to use because it's yes. not virtual. It's real. It's, uh, real. it's just not physical. Um, it's digital. And so I think as we get into web three, Web3 is really built on the foundations of decentralization, which at the end of the day is taking away control uh, from, uh, I think, these kind of entities that control the internet, yeah. like, like Meta, like we just talked about in Google yeah. and Amazon. And uh, and I think we want to control how people behave on the internet, especially when it's our church. Um, and, and the yeah. reality is, is as the internet continues to develop, practically we lose more and more control. Um, and it's more about us being engaged in what's happening there, not necessarily controlling what's happening uh, there. And so that, so that would be my take is we move into Web 3. Let's not treat Web 3 like Web 2 and stay behind. Let's kind of function the way this technology is is shifting uh, and, and, and adjusting our behavior so alongside it. That's what that's my immediately think, Aaron. Yeah. Well, I'm curious as we wrap up here, what, what, where does your mind go? Yeah, with it? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think I wake up every day and wonder about Facebook. Um, I, I, I think it, let, uh, this would be my answer uh, because I, just as I was about to say that, I was about to be the other voice that rebuttals myself. Um, I think more than ever, we need to stop being everything to everybody. Mm. Uh, and we need to really focus in on where is our flock where is the flock that, especially as pastors, if you're a pastor listening uh, yeah. or a, a leader at any level, you need to know where your flock is at and how that flock wants to communicate and lean all in there. And that could be a couple different places. But I think gone are the days of, well, Elevation does everything and Life Church is on Twitch and does everything. Um, yeah. they, they pastor a lot of different flocks, lots yeah. of them. Um, and we, in, the conversations that I'm in, some people are like, our people just aren't on Facebook. Okay, great. Facebook groups is not the solution for you. Uh, but in the same breath that I'm saying that, I'm also talking to somebody that their congregation is on Facebook and utilizing it. And, and the unique part of Shoreline City is we actually have a um, 
actually, we're about to plant another campus. We have two campuses in Guatemala, um, one in Antigua and one is about to be in Guatemala City. And they're about 10 years behind us. And so nobody really knows what Instagram is, but Facebook is the bee's knees uh, of everything that's going on over there. And so they're you need to understand your flock and you need to leverage the tools at hand where they are to build community all throughout the week uh, so that you can continue to disciple them, pastor them and and, and raise them up to be Christ-like leaders. Uh, And so I think if there's anything to stop at the beginning of 2022, it's stop doing everything and stop trying to be everything and stop trying to go viral on everything. That is not a growth strategy. Uh, The growth strategy is creating deep, rich, meaningful community, which can be on Instagram, that can be on Twitter, that can even still be on Facebook. Um, And just really focusing in on the relational component of that uh, and cut the stuff where your people aren't and stop just habitually reposting there on the off chance that you're going to blow up. Um, I think that would be my advice. And I've been in enough conversations now where that's just wasted energy. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. Stop, stop wasting energy. Uh, that's yep. that's good. Good direction. Good advice. Well, let's uh, as we, we wrap up uh, this issue. Uh, this issue. This. Uh, yeah. episode, I guess I've, I've, I'm now. Yeah. I'm out of practice. Of, I'm out of, is that <laughs> is that a Web 3.0 thing? You, you yeah, no, develop issues uh, now. <laughs> I, I just have issues. Uh, out of the bottom line here. Uh, so it's the end of this episode. Uh, it is. If you would, uh, and, and if you are a regular listener, if you would. Leave a rating and review. Uh, it would yeah. help us tremendously get this podcast to more people. Yes. Uh, we believe, uh, and we continue to hear that how important this conversation is yeah. uh, to, to the church. And we appreciate you sharing that uh, with with those that you're connected with, and and yep. and hope um, that this is a blessing to you and your ministry and your leadership. Um, and and we're here to serve you. So reach out to us That's on right. social media. Uh, let us know uh, what what you would like uh, for us to talk about uh, to help you. Uh, that's that's why we exist. That's right. Uh, so and we still have a website. 2022, still we still have a website, socialmedia.church. That hasn't gone away. Go visit it. Get on our mailing yep. list, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Get on our get on our email list. Uh, that's that's really the best way to stay updated on the latest uh, when it comes to Social Media Church. So thanks for listening. Absolutely. We'll talk to you again on the next episode.